Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Very happy to be with you on the second to last day of 2013. Amen. Hallelujah. 2013 <laughs> is wrapping up, Liz Dolan. <laughs> yeah. My, my theme for 2013, good riddance. That's what I would say about 2013. You know, could not be happier to turn the page on a year ever. So, hoo-hoo, 2014. It can't possibly be worse. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, without sounding like a total downer, I was sort of reviewing the year in my head. I was reading, actually, Dave Barry's hilarious review of the year in the Washington Post. But I was oh, doing my that. own personal review and highs and lows, obviously losing our parents, low highs, my son graduating from high school, you know, book coming out. And then I remembered my life-threatening illness in March. <laughs> that yes, I, like, you were hospitalized for, yes. right? Right. Yeah. So I had sort of like, just when I was thinking, well, maybe it wasn't that bad a year. I was like, oh, right. Life-threatening illness. Okay. And uh, house robbed. Okay. Oh, great. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, never that's mind. True. Your, your house did get cleaned out. So yes. that. Yeah. So highs and lows, highs and lows in 2013. Um, but uh, we are the Satellite Sisters. It's Liz and I today. I am in beautiful Pasadena, California. And all I can say is if you are on your way here for the Rose Parade, you are going to be so happy. Liz, it is going to be 82 and sunny today. It is wow. spectacular here. Wow. I wow. am so happy for the Spartans. You know, uh, they are coming in from Michigan. Who are the Spartans again? Michigan State, Liz. Oh, Michigan State. Okay, thank you. And we're happy for the Spartans that they are getting some absolutely gorgeous weather. It's beautiful all over Los Angeles um, and just unbelievable. So I hope you have a fantastic time in the Pasadena area. Fantastic. And all the people here for the bands and the parade and the game, we, we are happy to have you here in Pasadena. And you're Can in you Bend. Who are the Spartans playing? They're playing uh, the Stanford Cardinals, Liz. Oh, okay. All right. So, well, uh, that's right. You hate Stanford. I hate Stanford. But um, I welcome the, <laughs> welcome the Cardinals. <laughs> I don't know why that is. I think you just inherited that from your husband or something. But I know you are very much an anti-Stanford household. So, um, but we are pro uh, Pac-12. Okay. So when it comes, except for Stanford, yes. So we will be rooting for the Cardinals. Um, uh, although secretly, I'll be rooting <laughs> for Michigan State. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyway, okay. Uh, but, and well, the Cardinals. I'm in, beautiful, I'm in beautiful Bend, Oregon. Yeah. Which the weather here has been gorgeous. Mm -hmm. The downside to the weather is that it's been so mild and beautiful, like 45 and sunny during the day, that there's not so much in the way of skiing, you know? So, <laughs> right. there hasn't really been any skiing involved. Uh, but, you know, you know how much I love Bend, Oregon. I know you do too. I do. Yeah. You know, it's been, Monica was here, our brother Dick lives here, so it's been a very nice, like, subset of the family holiday up here in, in Bend. And Liz, I have to ask, I gave you some Christmas decorations uh, on your way up to Bend. Uh, I picked out some Woodland Friends for you because yes, yeah. I thought it would go with the Bend theme. And yep. uh, you're not the type of person that you would normally buy decorations for, uh -huh. but it just worked out. I was like, you need a little something at the house at Christmas time. So yeah. how do they look, Liz? Well, okay. You're right. I'm not normally the type that like, you're 
the decoration house. Yes. You, you love decorating. You love decorations. <laughs> you, have, you have themes for every holiday. You know, you have sub-themes. Like, for you, it's not just Christmas. It could be, like, woodland creature Christmas. Yes. Right? And yes. I never take that extra step. But you took it for me. Not only did I do it as soon as I arrived here, and it looks gorgeous on the mantelpiece, I knew that you had bought your woodland creatures at Pier 1. Yes. And you had said that they did not have enough owls, that you would have bought more owls if they were not out of owls. I knew there was a Pier 1 here in Bend. I went to the Pier 1, Leon, and I bought more owls. So I'm so proud of you, Liz. I am proud of you. (laughs) Yes. And uh, uh, so it looks beautiful on the mantle. And then with the extra owls, I bought a little mini Christmas tree and I put put some owls on the tree. So I think we have an annual theme going here now in the in the Bend bungalow that we're just I'm sticking with woodland creatures forever, particularly the owls have been kind of a. Um, a theme in this house for a while. Yes. So, uh, so now we're locked in. I'm locked in on owls. And for- just a touch. That's good, Liz. I, it's yeah. good to. That's a touch of Christmas. You can put them all in one box and put yeah. it away, and then next year take them out. It'll well, make when you Monica very happy. walked in on Christmas Day, she had to work Christmas Eve. She was on call, so she arrived Christmas Day. She walked in and she's like, "What the heck? You did? You did that?" I'm like, "Leon gave them to me." <laughs> I said, it was a gift from Leanne to both of us. Believe me. She's like, I knew you never would have gone out and bought this. I'm like, hey, no, I beefed up the owl population here. I was personally saving some owls uh, for the holidays. So it looks lovely. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And I also enjoyed um, the Harry and David pears that you sent. Those were very nice. Very nice to have around the holidays. Just some fruit to cut all of the, you know, carbs and uh, cheese that you're eating. It, it's true. I don't like to food bomb people at the holidays. So those Harry and David pears make a nice gift. You do feel like you're doing something slightly healthy. I, speaking of gifts, I'd say I had got fantastic gifts this year at Christmas. You did? <laughs> yeah. You know, last year I took Christmas off. Last year was a down yeah. year for everybody. Right. So this year, um, the, the two things happened. Well, first of all, our, our house was robbed in... <laughs> In yes. September. So a lot of things that were near and dear to me were stolen, and yeah. uh, including my engagement ring. So um, because it had needed some repairs, so I hadn't taken it with me, and it was in my drawer, and it was taken. So my husband stepped up, and I got a beautiful, two beautiful bands. I got a new wedding band, and I got a new sparkly sort of engagement or forever or anniversary band, whatever you want to call it. That is really nice. It was really fantastic. And I was thinking, you know, here's the thing, Liz. I went to to look at rings and, um, you know, those, those center cut diamonds, they're lovely. The traditional ga- engagement ring, that's what I had because when I was engaged, I was in my 20s and my hands weren't that bad. But now I have, <laughs> I have like mitts, you know, I have like... <laughs> Big knuckle. So you don't want to attract a lot of attention to your hands. No, I do not, Liz. I do. I put on one of those rings, and it was, it was like, it was like putting a a ring on the wicked rich's finger. I mean, it just looked so wrong. It was like, oh, I used to have young, sort of lovely hands, and now. I have the hands of my ancestors who picked potatoes for many generations. You know? <laughs> so. I think you dig for potatoes, but that's okay. <laughs> okay, well, whatever. So, uh, so I, and getting the very simple, low-profile bands, excellent. 
So that was a total score. And then, That's very sweet. And then my sons, they said, Mom, what would you like? And I was very specific with them. And they wrote it all down in their phones. And they delivered. They got it all, Liz. I got, I got wow. a microplaner, which is exciting for me. A really what nice. It's a zester. It's a really nice zester. I got some really pretty potholders. I know that sounds um, not that exciting, but I needed some new potholders, and that was a surprise gift. And I got a beautiful Patricia Wells book. Um, I know how you love Patricia Wells. I love her. She has a new book out called, like, The French French Kitchen book. So, uh, like, a home cooking book for French people. And (laughs) that was not well said, but... um, We got the gist of it. And the only, the only Mr. Gift I have to say, I can call out Sheila because she's not here. <laughs> she clearly just took like everything her parents had given her that she didn't want. And she <laughs> put it in some kind of basket. Put it in a bag and called it like relaxation. And it, <laughs> it was. So other, she did a great job everywhere. Like she got the boys good gifts. She used her Gap gift card and got Barrick a nice sweater. And Brooks got some t-shirts. But mine was like nail polish and coffee mugs and magazines. <laughs> okay. Well. Anyway, it's a lovely, lovely holiday. Pleasure. Lovely uh, holiday. Uh, um, did your boys enjoy the darts that I gave them? We Have haven't they... we haven't hung it up yet, Liz, <laughs> but we're going to. Okay. One of the weird things that's happened, you know, my older son, uh, Brooks, is working. Uh, so he's taking a gap year. He's working at a high-end hotel. He has been working. Uh, he, he's worked every single day since like the 20, 20th of December. Uh-huh. And because that pa- the hotel's in Pasadena, he will be busy through the first, through the seventh, actually, when uh, after the Bowl Championship Series game, which is in Pasadena this year. So we've barely seen him. Like, we haven't had a lot of family activities. We saw him Christmas Eve, but that was about it. And uh, he, he asked his boss for New Year's Eve off because he did work Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. So oh, we got New Year's Eve off. He gets off at 4, but he actually has to go to work on January 1st at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you can really partake yeah. on New Year's I Eve. I was like, that's even worse than actually – you might as well just work New Year's Eve. <laughs> so, yeah, because that's – they will have a lot of people going to the parade at 5 a.m. So oh, uh, he'll actually yes. be very busy. So so we haven't put the dartboard up yet, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's cool. – uh, okay, so now it's time. New Year's coming up. Time for my annual theme. You know, I like to do, Liz, a theme for each year. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. <laughs> the book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting <laughs> rave reviews. Leon, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair <laughs> because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. 
from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when I, my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you, you're the boss. I'll take it. <laughs> you tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Lian's. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm -hmm. isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, <laughs> because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, you I like did. to share? Would you like I know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. I know. I saw you posted this on Facebook yesterday or the day before, you know, just to shout out for some possible themes. Could we review some of your more recent themes? Because they've each been successful in their own way. I get the feeling that you take your theme very seriously. I do. I actually think about it and I try to live up to it. And um, so instead of setting kind of individual resolutions, I sort of look for what might be happening in the year ahead and set my theme. So uh, I had one that was uh, letter rip. 
that was a year when I like had to kind of go out and put myself out there and see if I could sell my book and see if these podcasts were going to take off and do a lot of work in that area. And it had been after a down year when we lost the daily radio show. So that was 2010. That was letter rip. And then the next year was let's dance because I had, first of all, I just wanted to dance more. And so, <laughs> so sometimes they're literal, but then that was a year when I was doing a lot of collaborative stuff. I was writing my TV show for Nickelodeon. Uh, I was pitching a couple of other TV ideas. So I had to do a lot of like reaching out and working with other people. So that was my theme, Let's Dance. And last year in 2013, um, I decided to just embrace change is good. Okay, Uh, because I was going to say 2013 could have been just keep your head down. Just try to to keep your head down and get through the year. It was, it's, I started trying to start with the positive note. You know, I just saw another, my, I thought my son was going to college. That didn't happen. Um, (laughs) You know, it looked like change was a coming and it was coming. It wasn't that good, but (laughs) it, it was mixed reviews. All right. So I was thinking about this year, 2014. And I feel like, um, unbelievably, I cannot believe I'm going to say this, Liz. You know, this is the last year that I'm in my 40s. Really? Wow. Yes. Wow, that makes me feel so I know. I feel a thousand. So you must feel a thousand and two. So (laughs) I know. I mean, that's weird to think Because you're the baby in the family. We can't have no baby (laughs) in the 40s. I know. Wow. I know. You were helping us all hang on to our youth vicariously. (laughs) I know. So, yeah, I turned 49 in February. And so I started to think about... I started to think about that and all, and you know, now I'm working on another book, but I have a couple of other ideas and, and you know, it's just a different year this year. And so there, I, the potential is tremendous. I just have to figure out what what that is. (laughs) You know, when you don't have a regular daily job to go to, sometimes what you spend your time on is sort of up to you for better or worse. You know, that's not always a great idea. It's not always uh, that helpful. Um, So, and particularly this year. So I asked people on the, on Facebook for potential themes for 2014. And I actually got some really great answers. So I wanted to share these with people in case they're looking for themes, if these work for you. Okay. Okay. Uh, One, Betty offered getting the monkey off my back. (laughs) (laughs) And monkey to be named later? Yeah. Do you have to figure out what monkey you've got on your back? Betty says just taking care of the things that need to be done. And you know what? Some years you do have to be super pragmatic like that. Uh, My friend Peter said focus, like his me focus is what he's going to do. Okay. So he needs to focus on his job, some house stuff, a health issue, which can be improved with effort. He's got a daughter in middle school. So that's what he's going to do. Just focus. Uh, A lot of people mentioned wellness, uh, that they were going to be taking care of themselves a lot about health. So that's good. Um, Let's see. One, (laughs) Shannon offered up, how about you're focusing on all the things we should be grateful for in life? That's such a nice thought, but that's not really what my theme is about. (laughs) (laughs) that's a good thing to do too it is right yes Yes. you can do that adjunct to your theme i can't a year of gratitude that's too much for me i can't i can't that's a lot (laughs) um okay and then my friend kara from college offered up this less is more which Ah. i actually liked i wrote that one down i'm like huh i know kara is an empty nester now and so she's got you know less is more actually like less 
less things in your life can be very positive. So that I wrote down. I was like, okay, that's a good one. Uh, Kristen said, Leanne, you do a lot for everyone else. How about a year of taking care of you? That's nice, Kristen. But again, I don't really do that either. <laughs> so... <laughs> Our British friend Anthony offered up Eat the Frog, which I, I didn't know if that was a code for something. Yeah, or... I didn't know that either. I saw that on Facebook. Yeah. And I thought, is that some Britishism we don't know? Right. I from the com- from the country that gave us, you know, you know, Cumberbach and everything like that. <laughs> I have Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't know what that means. But I did appreciate that then my friend Dana said, Well, maybe eat the frog means to break out of the routine and jump into the unknown without preconceived notions, even if it feels awkward and weird, warts and all. So she gave Oh, okay. <laughs> so wow, okay. Well maybe eat the frog is a good idea. <laughs> Okay. And the good thing about Eat the Frog is a theme is nobody but you would know what it means. Yeah. And so people can't really check up on you. Like, hey, how are you doing with eating that frog? Yeah. You know? <laughs> mm. Okay. Nancy, Nancy uh, from Dallas wanted, uh, her theme is it's say yes to fun and not make up excuses to let great opportunities pass me by. That's a good one. People yeah. don't have enough fun in their lives. Dina offered up this one that just made me laugh out loud. New moon, new you, because that just sounds like a feminine products ad, but in a funny way. So I did. It sounds like a cover line on one of those magazines that Sheila would cover on the cozy couch. No, thank you, Dina, because that made me laugh. Uh, Tana Swan uh, is looking on a variation on clear out the clutter. She's looking yeah. for balance, internal and external. Uh, okay. And then um, Beth just offered up, you've got to be kidding. Okay, that's a good theme. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's the positive spin on 2013. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And then we have, uh, how about can't touch this? Uh, There you go. From Iowa, Jenny Jenny wrote in, start slow and then taper. So... Well, how about this as an approach? Where do you want to be on your 50th birthday? Isn't this this prep for like the turning of the page? Yes. So what is important to you? Like, how do you want to position yourself for your next birthday? Yes. I haven't gotten, I know, I don't know that, Liz, but that Uh is what I'm considering. Like, I don't know. I have a few ideas of where I want to be at 50. Uh, But, you know, I feel like I could take the year to figure some of that out. So I was thinking um, a couple of things along that line, like, okay, in 2015, I turned 50, so how do I want to spend 2014? And these all sounded a little maudlin. I had, like, grand finale, (laughs) last hurrah. (laughs) No, no, you're right. And then I went with, like, finish big or finish strong. But that, again, sounds like an ending, not a beginning. Yes, right. Okay. So then I was thinking about how am I going to make the choices about what I choose to do this year. And here, here's my theme for 2014. I wish I had oh, a drum roll. okay. Okay, here it is. Make it count. Oh, okay. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah. That whatever yeah. I choose to do, I want to make it count. So if it's a work project that I really want to work on, I'm going to make it count. I'm not going to, you know, just sort of wade in and things like that. A personal, uh, you know, personal improvements, any uh-huh. personal improvements, that sort of stuff. Make it count. I like it. It sort of has the flavor of less is more. Yes. But a sort of motivational tone to it. Thank you very much, Liz. So 2014, make it count. <laughs> there you go. Okay. And, All right. uh, maybe, maybe I'll try that too. Yeah. 
Now that you've done all the heavy lifting and identifying a theme. <laughs> it's up for grabs. Up for grabs. Okay. And then one, one of the things I saw this, I was reading O Magazine, the January issue. And, you know, full of inspiration, right? That's their whole thing. And uh-huh. uh, all kinds of things on what I could be doing better or more efficiently. And I just passed right over those. But um, there was one on nutrition, okay? We all have a nutrition uh, goal, I'm sure, a fitness goal, a nutrition goal. So this is about, this is about eating more vegetables. And Liz, uh-huh. a- according to their nutrition expert, you are supposed to eat two pounds of vegetables a day. Oh, wait. How is that possible? That is not- that's a lot of veggies. I mean, that's a lot of veggies. Think about it. Like, that's two pounds of veggies. They said one pound of raw and one pound of cooked. So, like, a big sweet potato is only a quarter of a pound, but it gets you a quarter of the way there. So, so four sweet potatoes. Four. <laughs> right. I think. As soon as my cooked. Heaped, wow. with, heaped with sour cream and then you're good. <laughs> yeah. No, four, that's, that's two pounds of vegetables a day. So the, okay, so here you go. The raw ones, you know who's on the list, Liz, our friend Kale, broccoli, yes. cabbage. Uh, those are all good raw, whereas carrots, sweet corn, those are good cooked. Okay, stuff like that. Okay. Two pounds of vegetables a day. I would like one of our listeners to try, <laughs> try this. Because <laughs> I feel like you'd have to be eating vegetables all day long. <laughs> Well, unless you had like a major juice thing happening, right? I suppose if you took a pound of broccoli, threw it into a juicer, and then added something that tastes good, like apple juice, uh, you know, you might be able to get that down. But I don't think actually, you, I don't think juicing counts. I didn't read it. Didn't mention juicing. You actually have to eat the veggies. I don't know how you would chew two pounds of. Veggies. You're right. You would just be chewing all day. Just, it's just a lot. Like every meal, it's like you have to put every meal, you have to put vegetables in everything. Yeah. You know, they feature like an egg top pita pizza. Like you're going to get out Swiss chard in the morning. Apparently you're supposed to now. Two pounds of vegetables, people. So there you go. Okay. We're looking for a volunteer. So anyone want to try that? I mean, I feel like I eat a lot of vegetables, but two pounds, that's huge. Yeah, no, no. All right, make it count, Liz. If you're going to eat veggies, make it count. Let's just just keep it that right. Make it count. Make those veggies count. Okay, well, I thought we could have a little fun with a quiz, too, today, because Monica and I did this together the other day, and um, and we learned a little bit about ourselves, and I thought it would be revealing and fun for all of our listeners. It is currently posted on the New York Times website, and it is a quiz about um, – your personal dialect, Liam. Oh, okay. So it's, it's a number of questions about what is your word for this. And then at the end, it can map where you are from, where your dialect actually tells you you're from. Oh, that's now, cool. Yeah. So Monica and I actually ended up in the same general vicinity, uh, which is not so surprising considering we did all grow up together. But but I was thinking because you've been out West for so long, despite Mm -hmm. the fact that we grew up, you know, in the New York, New England area, you've been in California, what, for like 30 years now? 30 years. Yeah. I thought maybe you might have a different personal dialect now okay. and that it would be interesting to see um, how you landed on this thing. All right. so, so you up for this? I'm going yeah. to just run through these kind of fast and then we'll see um, 
And what, what we had fun with, of course, is the alternate choices. So for those of you who would be picking some of these alternate choices, you have to write mm-hmm. to us and tell us, like, what is the context for some of these <laughs> phrases? So question number one, how would you address a group of two or more people? You all, yous, you lot, you guys, youins, yins, you, other, or y'all? You. You. Okay. So I don't know what yins is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what do you call it when, when, uh, when rain falls when the sun is shining? Is that a sun shower? The wolf is giving birth. The devil is beating his wife. Monkey's wedding. Fox's wedding. Pineapple rain. Liquid sun. Or I have no term or expression for this. Okay, well, it's, it's nobody's wedding and nobody's getting beat. I can tell you that. The first uh-huh. one, a sun shower. Sun shower, sun shower, okay. Uh, no one calls you, it those other things. Do they really? Well, if you were looking at this on your own uh, computer, which you can do later, mm-hmm. you'll see every time you answer, it maps the country for oh, you. Oh, okay. It tells you where the heat is around your answer. Okay. So the sun shower is purely a, like, New York, New England kind of answer and Florida. But the rest of the country, nope, they're calling it something else. We don't know what. <laughs> okay, what do you call a sweetened carbonated beverage? Soda. Soda. Okay. Yeah. Not the pop, other, not the other. The other choices are pop, Coke, tonic, soft drink, lemonade, fizzy drink, dope. I don't, I don't believe anyone calls it dope, but, you know, they probably have some. Okay, so soda. Okay, this one I think I know the answer. Uh, what would you call a sale of unwanted items on your porch, in your yard, etc.? Is that tag sale, yard sale, garage sale, rummage sale, thrift? sale, stoop sale, carport sale, sidewalk sale, jumble sale, car boot sale, patio sale, or other. I I call it a tag sale out here. No one has any idea what I'm talking about, but Uh I continue to call it a tag sale. Good for you. Me too. Here it's called a yard sale, but uh, I call it a tag sale. And according to the heat map, the tag sale answer literally is like the zip code we grew up in. It appears to be just (laughs) Southern Connecticut. There's no no red anywhere at all on this map in any other part of the country. So the rest of you people, I I also stick with tag sale, even though in California, yard sale seems to be the thing. Okay. What do you call a traffic situation in which which several roads meet in a circle? Is that a rotary, a roundabout, a circle, a traffic circle, a traffic circus, or I have no word for this? (laughs) It's a roundabout. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's revealing, Leanne. Okay. Um, how do you pronounce the first syllable of the word L-A-W-Y-E-R? So is it, do you pronounce it in a way that rhymes with boy, as in lawyer? Mm-hmm. Do you pronounce it in a way that rhymes with flaw, as in lawyer? <laughs> I don't know how to do that one. <laughs> I use both pronunciations interchangeably or other. Oh, but the boy, the first boy. one, lawyer. L- lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Now this one shocked me. How do you pronounce the word A-U-N-T with the vowel in A to sound like ant with the vowel in caught? I have the same vowel in A caught and, and ant to sound like ain't blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I know what your answer is, right? It's aunt. Yes. Aunt. Yes. yes. Apparently we are the only people in America still <laughs> saying that, Leanne, because on the heat map, there is no red anywhere for that. There is really? no, nobody, nobody does that. There's a little bit of a pale blue again, Northeast and then Michigan 
or I don't know what state that is actually. <laughs> but no, nobody's <laughs> Maybe that's Minnesota, people. You would know. Minnesota. Aunt. You in with aunt? Um, okay. What do you call the sweet spread that is on a cake? Frosting or icing? Frosting. Okay. And one of the choices is frosting and icing refer to different things. I don't know what that means, but frosting. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, what do you call a large motor vehicle used to carry freight? Is that a semi, a semi-truck, a tractor-trailer, a trailer truck, a transfer truck, a truck and trailer, an 18-wheeler, a truck, a big rig, a lorry? See, they throw in these fake British right. things just yeah. to have extra choices. Call it a bonnet. No. Uh. <laughs> okay. So what do you think? A large motor vehicle used to carry freight? Uh, an 18-wheeler. 18-wheeler. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see here. Oh, well, the only people that do that appear to be in Arkansas, Leo. So. <laughs> I so stayed in Arkansas one night. <laughs> that could throw off your um, <laughs> your results. Okay. How do you pronounce the words Mary, M-A-R-Y, Mary, M-E-R-R-Y, and Mary, M-A-R-R-Y. Now, first choice is all three are pronounced the same. As you can see from the way I just read that question, that would be me. Yeah. Uh, all three are pronounced differently. Mary and Mary are pronounced the same, but Mary, M-A-R-R-Y, is different. Uh, Mary and Mary are pronounced the same, but M-A-R-Y is different. Anyway, what's your... All, all three the same. Oh, okay. All three the same. All right. Let's see. I didn't want to bias you on that one, but... Um, Okay. What do you call the grass between the sidewalk and the road? Is that berm, parking, tree lawn, terrace, curb strip, beltway, verge, or I have no word for this? Oh. This, I guess the strip, but not the tree strip. Curb strip? Curb strip. Well, we just say the strip. The strip. Yeah. Is that a choice? Mm-hmm. I, it's not really a choice. Okay. I, sort of, I got stumped on this one too. The, yeah. You can choose either. I have no word for this or other. How about I give you an other? Other. Give me another yes. for that. Okay. Yeah. Because that's, yeah. yeah. Um, what do you call a large wild cat? Ooh, hang on. Uh, that lives in the mountains of the Americas or something. Sorry. Hang on. I have that. Oh. Cat native to the Americas. Is that a mountain lion, a cougar, a puma, a mountain cat, a panther, a catamount, a mountain screamer, <laughs> A painter or other? A mountain lion. Mountain lion. Okay. Uh, a catamount. I thought those were all different things. I did too. I, I can't believe a panther, a cougar, and a mountain lion are all the same thing. Those were three separate animals. Okay. Do you pronounce – you're getting different questions than I got, so this is interesting. Do you pronounce, do you pronounce C-O-T and C-A-U-G-H-T the same? No. So you have two choices. Okay. Different. <laughs> caught right. and caught. No. Okay. So, um, yep. Again, that's sort of a New York, New Jersey, Connecticut okay. thing. And then also your Great Lakes area. Okay. Um, what do you call a big road on which you drive relatively fast? See this. So free, this is a freeway in yeah. Cal. And that's, I have adapted to freeway. You've adapted the Californication yeah. of that word? Yeah. Okay. Of course, Monica and I still call it highway, even though we've each lived in the West yeah. for 20 years. Um, and okay, the other part, call- it's like a throughway, right? Oh, yeah. Now I went beyond the other answers, but okay. sure. There- okay. What do you call the small freshwater lobster often found in lakes and streams? Is that crawfish, crayfish, craw, crowfish, crawdad, mudbug, or I have no word for this critter? Crawfish. 
crawfish. Okay. <laughs> we're we're up to we're almost there. We got Ooh. sixteen out of twenty-five. Uh, how do you pronounce B E E N with the vowel in sit, with the vowel in C, with the vowel in set, or other? Ben, uh, the short I. What was my choice okay. there? Sit. Sit. Sit, yeah. C, or set. So that would be sit, yeah. right? Okay, let's see. Um, what do you call a drive through liquor store? I read this one. And I'm like, <laughs> I've never lived in a place that had one. So <laughs> yeah, you're in I New Orleans. You, yeah. I know you lived in Louisiana. So, yeah. so did you call it a brew through, a party barn, a bootlegger, a beer barn, a beverage barn? <laughs> we have these in my area, but we have no special term for them. Or I have never heard of such a thing. Uh, they have them in Florida too. So uh, uh, brew through. Brew through. Okay. Uh, there you go. Um, what do you call an easy high school or college class? Is that a gut, a crypt course, a crypt course, bird, blow off, meat, or other? A gut. A gut, yeah. But, you know, that's a term that's antiquated. I don't think anyone calls it that anymore, but. All right. But, well, okay. I, yeah, I don't want You're right. Nobody, nobody chose gut anywhere in the whole country. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take any of those, but so I don't know. <laughs> what is Paul rubber soled shoes worn in gym class or for athletic activities? Are those sneakers, shoes, gym shoes, sand shoes, jumpers, tennis shoes, running shoes, runners, trainers, or I have no general word for this. I call them sneakers, but everyone out here calls them tennis shoes. Okay. So you're going with sneakers. But I'm going with sneakers because I continue to call them sneakers. Okay. Uh, oh, this is a good one. Um, what do you call a traffic jam caused by drivers slowing down to look at an accident or other diversion on the side of the road? Is that rubberneck, rubbernecking? Rubbernecking is the activity that causes the traffic jam, but I have no word for the traffic jam itself. Gaper's block, gaper's delay, looky-loo, curiosity delay, gawk block, or I have no word for this. <laughs> Um, looky-loo is actually, uh, yes. Looky-loos okay. is what they say out here. And that's, yep. and that creates a SIG alert, which is, that's okay. another California term for traffic. Right. What do you call something that is across both streets from you at an intersection or diagonally across from you? Is that kitty corner, kitty corner, cater corner, caddy corner, kitty cross, kitty wampus, or I would use the word diagonal for this. <laughs> Okay, those are not real words. Like my 90, I would say kitty corner. Okay. If you say kitty wampus, I would like to hear from you. Um, okay, what do you call the thing from which you might drink water in a school? Is it a bubbler, water bubbler, drinking fountain, water fountain, or other? Water fountain. Okay. We're down to the final three wow, this now. this is extensive. Yes. What do you call the area of grass in the middle of some streets? Is it a boulevard, a midway, a traffic island, an island, neutral ground? I have no word for this. Median or other? Median. Median. Okay. Uh, second to last. What is the distinction, Leanne, between dinner and supper? Okay. Mm -hmm. Supper is an evening meal. Dinner is eaten earlier. Or supper is an evening meal. Dinner is the main meal. Or dinner takes place in a more formal setting than supper. Or... There is no distinction. They both have the same meaning. Or I don't use the word supper. Or I don't use the word dinner. 
<laughs> I, for me, how I perceive it, dinner is more formal. Okay. Dinner takes place in a more formal setting yes. than supper. Okay. Yes. Let's see if anyone in America agrees with you. Nope. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> how do you pronounce the second syllable of P-A-G-A-M-A-S? Pajamas. Pa- okay. Pajamas. So it's, your choices are with the vowel in jam or with the vowel in palm, palm. or other. So palm. that would be palm. Okay. So there we are. That was 25 of 25. Ooh. I'm now submitting, and they're going to tell us. Okay. Well, year, uh, the pattern of your dialect, the three most similar cities are Jersey City, <laughs> Yonkers, and Springfield, Mass, oh. which, which is exactly the same as me. <laughs> <laughs> so it just goes to show you can take the girl out of Connecticut, but you can't take the Connecticut out of the girl. So this is New Jersey, New York, and Massachusetts. Apparently there's nothing on the map that actually is in Connecticut. And you completely surrounded it. Um, yeah. So I would have thought you would have been a little more different. Uh, it's, but when you look at this and so the, the giveaways for your mapping, it was the word sneakers, really across all of those cities, only people in New Jersey, New York, and New England called those, uh, athletic shoes sneakers. So for both Springfield, Yonkers and Jersey city, uh, that's why they put you there. So this is a quiz based on the Harvard dialect survey, by the way. That was so, fun. That was yeah, fun. It is kind of fun. Yeah. If you take it for, I would like to, so now we've had three of us, Monica, me, and Leanne <laughs> all take it and all have identical results. So it could be more fascinating if people from other parts of the country were taking it. <laughs> so for those of you in Minnesota, send us in uh, your results on that. Um, oh, and guess, you said that it was slightly different questions than when you guys took it. So that's yeah, fun. So people yeah. can even take it again on their yeah, own. You can take it multiple times. And what is really interesting is you get the heat map for every one of your answers. So you can see where people like you actually live in the country. So even though you said, there you are, you're in California calling it sneakers, there was like a, a world of blue until you hit New Jersey on that. And then it got red right. on the actual map from the least similar to the most similar. So, okay. Well, apparently, unlike Madonna, Leanne, you have not changed your dialect. I, I, I have not. <laughs> a couple of things. A couple of things. but And I still can't speak Spanish. So good for me. Just <laughs> holding on. No, kidding. I should have learned many years ago. Uh, okay. Well, you know, um, going to one slightly more serious note, we did want to address a question we got on Facebook from Cynthia. And she posted this to the whole Satellite Sisterhood. So if you're not a member of our Facebook group and you want to join, you can just go do that. Just search on Satellite Sisters and pick a group. And it's an open group. Everybody's in. You can post whatever questions, thoughts, comments you have about things that happen on the show or in your life or anything. And so uh, Cynthia posted a question about her uh, 87-year-old father. And, you know, we've been... Leanne and I have been joking a lot today about what a hard year 2013 was. And for those of you who have been listening for a long time, you know that in the last 12 months, we lost our mother. And then just a few months after that, we lost our father. Um, But our father had also been declining for a long time due to Alzheimer's. 
And so many of you have listened to those shows and you shared those moments with us as we were wrestling with a lot of these issues about how to care for my father, which is, you know, why I think Cynthia felt like she could post this question to all of us. So she said, my sister just called me to say it's time to put my 87 year old father in a retirement home. He's in Missouri. I'm in Minnesota. The home she is talking about is not acceptable by my Google search. Ugh, here we go. I know I need to go. Sorry, let me just. um, I know I need to go home. I could just use some tools and advice. Sad time. So, Cynthia, you're right. It's really sad. Mm -hmm. Remember how we struggled with all of these decisions, Leanne, about care for both our mother and our father. It is really, really hard. And and it's hard, I would say, that's certainly difficult to look up something on a Google search and feel comfortable, either good or bad about it. It's just a huge decision. And it's interesting to me that, you know, your sister's there on the ground and she thinks it's time. I think that's a good indicator that it's probably time. I think it's yeah. really hard when you're far away. You don't get to see the day-to-day living situation. So uh, the first thing I would say is kind of trust your sister on this one. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second second thing I would say is uh, as you start to look at these places, trust your instincts about the people because that's mainly what it's about in these facilities. Uh, do the caregivers actually seem caring? First of all, does it seem like there are enough caregivers? Uh, Do the people there seem generally well looked after? But do you have a gut instinct that the administrators, the nurses, the aides, that they are caring, loving people? Because in the end, that is really all that matters, is that someone that really cares for your father or teams of people that will care for your father are nearby. Because that's, I think the hard thing about making this decision is it seems really wrenching and you have to be, you have to be really certain that he will be safer there, right? That's why you're making the change. You want him to be safer. And that was really hard with our father, Leon, right? Because it's, because Alzheimer's is not just like aging. It's just, it's very demanding. And it was getting to the point where my mother was, she was trying till the end to do everything herself. So we got into a situation where it was not safe for either my father or my mother to be home alone together. And uh, so, but the, the people, we looked at a lot of places, right, Leanne, and considered a lot of alternatives. And it's easy, I think, to do a drive-by of these facilities and go, oh, no, never. But it does make a difference when you go inside and you meet the people and you look at the other people who are living there. I think that makes a huge difference because there are places that I think are fancy on the outside that may be kind of sterile and caring on the inside. And there are other places that seem very modest, but, you know, people raved about, they got great reviews. You know, we got personal recommendations from people that said, oh, that they took such good care of my parents there and not in these, you know, sensational facilities. Because the truth of the matter is they don't really need sensational facilities. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have limited movement and limited, you need just nice people who are going to care. And some of it, Cynthia, is how close is it? What is the proximity to your sister's home? You're you're far away, but I know when my 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 dad ended up in Dallas, you know, one of the big draws was that it was right around the corner 
from Julie's house. It turned out to be a fantastic facility on every other level, but Julie was there every day. And when my dad was in Los Angeles, it was a really nice facility on the outside, but it was very far away. It was hard for us to get to. There are a lot of reasons we made the decision. One was cost because the places in his neighborhood were twice the money. But um, that turned out to be an issue was the distance. You, yeah. You're going to be there more than you think. Right. Right. And you should be there right. a lot, especially in the beginning. And I know like, we're telling you this knowing that you live in Minnesota and your father may end up in Missouri. Or you may find a place nearer to you and your sister in Missouri will just have to agree. We went through that when we moved our father um, from California to Texas. I know Julie like talked to Leon and talked to me. And I know you guys really want him near you, but I feel like this place that's right near me might be better. And, um, and she thought like she was going to have trouble <laughs> talking us into that. At, the, at that point, Leon and I were both so exhausted, you know, and Sheila too, and our brother, Brendan, who was in Southern California, both exhausted. We were like, no, sure. Fine. <laughs> Sounds good. What day do you want him on the plane? <laughs> I mean, but we had done a lot of footwork here in Los Angeles and, and yeah. had moved him into a place here in Los Angeles that just wasn't working out for a bunch of reasons. Right. And that's another thing I would say, you know, our first choice was not the right choice. It's not the right choice. So just because you make a choice, you don't have to live with that forever. The first place our father went into, we all felt very comfortable with it. And it seemed, you know, it was clean and it was nice and it was affiliated with the church. And we thought that was important to him. And there were all kinds of reasons why we felt like this was the right place for him. In the end, he was not well cared for there. Right. And so Leon mentioned some of the logistical problems, but we also, we just came to see that the people there, it's like they, they just didn't have enough staff around. It just wasn't the kind of place that he was going to be happy. And there were a couple of things that happened there where I feel like we kind of overruled our instincts, you know, where the first couple of things that went wrong, we were like, okay, well, you know, I don't know why that happened, but, you know, we'll try to make sure that happened, that doesn't happen again. But the third time some of this stuff started to happen, that's when we realized we had just made the wrong choice. Right. And that's where we had to go to some other kind of plan that was a much more radical solution because it involved moving him to Texas. But Liam's right. Having him be a mile from Julie was actually better for the whole family than having him be like 10 miles from me and 20 miles from Leon. Right. It just, it, it just worked out a lot better. So, uh, trust your instincts about the people. Once you put them there, nothing is permanent. That's another thing I would say about these decisions. For me, I felt like one of the hardest things was you want to lock in a long-term plan. You just want to like do something like, whoo, okay, now we got that settled. And remember, Leanne, it was like we just constantly had to reevaluate what we were doing and why we were doing it. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, it wasn't necessarily any easier once he went into a home. Yeah. There were yeah. different stresses. Yeah. So, it, you know, all in all, I think it was safer for my mother and safer for my father. But that didn't like the caregiving didn't stop. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was by, by the time they need to go into a home, they also need a tremendous amount of care. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so you still have to be present in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. So there are lots of, there are lots of people that have posted answers for you too. 
um, on the Satellite Sisters group. It's one of the things we love about Satellite Sisters as a community is that a lot of us are going through these things at the same time. The caring for aging parents, we've learned as we've revealed a lot of what's been going on in our lives over the last two or three years that many, if not most of you, are struggling with some of the same kinds of stresses in your life. So, um, you know, the most important thing in the end is to know that that you are acting out of love, Cynthia. Yeah. Like, no matter how hard the decision is, if you know you are acting out of love, then you are doing the right thing. And th- no solution is going to be perfect. Right. There's, there's nothing that's going to make you feel better. Your father's not going to start getting younger, right? <laughs> it's just not. You, you know, right. you would like right. you just want to be able to turn back the clock, and you can't do that. Right. So you just need to surround him with love and care and make that work the best you can. I've, one of the things I'm most grateful for is that among – all the kids in our family, because they're the five girls, you know, as the satellite mm-hmm. sisters, but we also have three brothers. I think we had really good communication among ourselves so that the decisions were, they were never easy to make, but we could talk it out on the phone together. All eight of us, we would have these conference calls. And I think everyone got involved in the decision-making and luckily for us, we had no outliers. You know, I know friends who have been through this and they have one sibling, uh, you know, who's like halfway around the world who disagrees with whatever the care plan is. So the communication, you know, with your sister or anyone else in your family is going to be really key too. So, uh, we just wanted to address that directly. I know it's kind of sad thing, but we appreciate the fact that you, you posted the, the question on the Facebook group and it is when we think about last year at this time, Leanne, oh, you yeah. know, remember, right. We, so my father was in, my mother had just died. Our father was, you know, in Dallas living around the corner from Julie and we had been told by, um, his, the hospice organization that he was probably nearing death. So at the last minute, all of us rearranged our various Christmas plans, New Year's plans, January plans to spend a lot of time in Dallas. And then, in fact, uh, he died the first week in February. So, um, But he was in good hands at the end, and mm-hmm. we were satisfied with that. Right, right. It, it was a caring, loving place, which is what you need at the end. Yes. You know, you, you don't necessarily need aqua aerobics. <laughs> I know. I know. Or balloon volleyball. I mean, there's stuff that they can put on a website that makes a place look impressive. But uh, at the end, it's sort of, you know, caring, loving people. So, and you know what? I wanted to add what Sue wrote on the Facebook post. She said, if your dad is fully cognizant, then his gut feeling about the facility is even more important. And Sue, that's a great piece of advice. Our dad wasn't in that position. But, you know, it is their, it is their life. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, so good luck. Hang in there. You know, it's uh, share any thoughts you want with us. And if anyone else has any advice you want to provide, uh, that's what the Facebook group is for. So um, we hope that 2014 that you are confident in the decisions you make and that things turn out okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Moving on. We're going to go back, go to something slightly more entertaining. A little bit of a, well, I had a quick book report and then a movie report. Okay, Liz, I know. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day... 
just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, Liz. A youthful glow is going to (laughs) happen. And it's infused with Osea's signature Undaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSisters at oseamalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh what what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just gonna buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. Butcher Box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's a hundred percent grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones, and as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Because book report, people were really, really helpful. I had asked for suggestions because I was driving up to Oregon last week from Southern California. 
suggestions for audiobooks. Got a lot of great suggestions, again, on the Facebook group. And then people the past few days have been asking me, well, what did I actually choose? Yeah. So so here's what I did. It's sort of an uh, unusual combination. On the way up, I wanted something that was kind of light and fun and where I knew the reader uh, would entertain me. And I'm a big fan of Anthony Bourdain on television. I think his old show, No Reservations, on the Travel Channel was really good. And I think his new show... Uh, what is the name of it on CNN is really um, fantastic, but I had never read his original book, kitchen confidential. Oh, okay. And so I listened to that for about six hours of the tribe and it was wildly entertaining. Uh, Was he the reader? He was the reader. Yeah. You know, and he's really good. He's fun to listen to. And it's sort of behind the scenes and the restaurant life. So it's sometimes it was tips about what not to order in a restaurant on a Monday, uh, which is helpful. Uh, Other times it was sort of what his life was like when he was addicted to heroin. So it was a little less entertaining, but equally dramatic. Uh, So I listened to that and I enjoyed that. Then I moved on to something wildly different. I'm about halfway through now, uh, Unbroken by Laura. Oh, okay. Have you read that yet, Liam? No, I haven't. But Colin listened to it for a school project last year and he loved it. He loved the audio version. Yes. So this is a true story of a man from Torrance, California, who uh, was taken, was like taken prisoner, fighting the war in the Pacific. His plane got shot down. He was like living in the ocean on a raft for all these days, fighting off sharks, then was in a, uh, then was taken prisoner. So it's a true story, unbelievably dramatic. And, um, and everyone I know, and Laura Hillenbrand, if you remember, wrote Seabiscuit mm-hmm. and everyone I knew who read Seabiscuit, um, enjoyed that. I never did, but I saw the movie. <laughs> and so then I saw that Unbroken was already being made into a movie. So I thought, okay, this time I'm going to read the book before the movie comes out. So Unbroken, it's, it's a very, very amazing and dramatic story. And interestingly, the movie just started production this month. It is being directed by Angelina Jolie. Oh. And it's being written, Leon, by Joel and Ethan Cohen. Oh. So surprising, oh. don't you think? That's a surprising pedigree list. Yeah. Very, yeah. yeah. Well, we're, there anyway, you go. So um, huh. so I have that that I will start to – I'll probably finish up on the drive home. And then you suggested a bunch of mysteries and thrillers. So I downloaded a whole bunch of those because that's something I don't <laughs> normally read on my own. So I'm going for that. So there's the total from the nonfiction to the memoir. Well, I guess those first two really are both. One is um, uh, a memoir and one is a biography. And then uh, we'll see what what mystery takes me home driving to Santa Monica. So that's my book report. (laughs) Excellent. Good work. Okay. Check. Now, Now, the movie report. Um, you know, this is that time of year where you just feel like you have to get on board with all the various movies, uh, during what we call in Southern California award season. Uh, cause we don't really have normal seasons the way you people have seasons. <laughs> yeah. 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 Who says we don't have seasons? <laughs> yes. We have fire season and that leads directly into award season. <laughs> that, that's the way we roll in Southern California. So for award season, you know, all the big movies come out at the end of the year and so I've been watching as many as I can because I work for a company that's associated with a movie studio. Sometimes I get copies 
of the movies, what they call screeners in the business. Uh, so right before I left for Christmas, I did get screeners of a whole bunch of movies. So the movies I'm about to talk about, um, I did not actually go to a movie theater to see. Uh, but So maybe it's a different experience, but here's what I would say. So I watched – okay, this strategy was a mistake. On one day, um, I watched uh, August Osage County. Mm-hmm. Followed by Nebraska. <laughs> and, okay, August Osage County is about a woman dying of cancer. And Nebraska, a mother dying of cancer. And Nebraska is about a father with Alzheimer's. <gasps> and so, really? Yes. yes. Oh. So, considering in the last year, as we have just reviewed for you, <laughs> our mother died of cancer and our father died of Alzheimer's, I, I would say maybe these were not movies I was destined to love. <laughs> When you say, like, I was trying to, so the, um, anyway, um, August Osage County, I posted something about this on the Facebook group. Uh, everyone wants me to tell them whether you should go see it or not. I don't know what to tell you people. <laughs> I try. It is, this, this movie is like Edward Albee on acid. Oh. If that sounds like a good idea to you, uh, go for it. <laughs> I, I cannot, I cannot say that it's a terrible movie. Uh, there, I, I Meryl Streep gives a master class in smoking on camera, Leah. Like, if you took out everything else from that movie and just watched it, this, how Meryl Streep is handling her cigarette throughout the movie, you would be blown away. Wow. Okay. It's, it's so dramatic. The fact that she's dying of mouth cancer makes it even more dramatic. Uh, but, you know, so Meryl Streep, fantastic. I think that. They're so up close with all the faces. For me, this is why this might have worked as a play. But actually seeing Julia Roberts enraged, yelling at her mother, eat the fish, eat the fish, eat the fish. (laughs) I took it as a slightly more comical moment that it might have been in the Tony and Pulitzer Award winning stage production. Uh, So... um, so that one, totally up to you on that. I don't know whether I can recommend that. Uh, still, my two favorite movies of the year were Gravity and Captain Phillips. I, you know. Wow, Liz, I didn't know you were a Captain Phillips fan. I Have you seen it yet? No. Oh, this is a really dramatic movie, Leanne. Really, really great. Very exciting story. You know, it's the pirates. And right. It's, oh, yeah. yeah. So even it's one of those classics where... You know it's a true story. You know how it came out. And yet, you are still at the edge of your seat the entire time. Tom Hanks in this movie, you like – you just want him to occasionally be bad or to get sick of Tom Hanks. You cannot get sick of Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, I also watched Saving Mr. Banks. In which Tom Hanks is um, Walt Disney. Saving Mr. Banks is a very entertaining movie, but sad. So if you're tempted to take the children to go see Saving Mr. Banks because it's about Mary Poppins, it is not a movie mm. for children. I would not. Oh, I, anyway. yeah, okay. So that's who I flashed through as many as I could quickly. Um, let's, I didn't even mention Wolf of Wall Street, mm. which I saw last night. Where did you think of that? <laughs> okay. I hate to sound like mom. Yeah. But it was like an hour too long. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what our mother said at the end of every movie. Yeah. It was just, it is, and also, again, not for the children. It is, the movie is basically about uh, drugs and sex. Okay. Uh, and so there you have it. It is like 
Great Gatsby on acid. If you if you moved Great Gatsby into like into the eighties, eighties and nineties, go go Wall Street. Uh huh. There you have it. Okay. Um, and the fact that Leonardo DiCaprio starred in both this year, huh? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Huh. Okay. So mm. okay. So. Uh, it's, so that's like, not certainly not a rave. I would not say that was a rave at all. No, I would not. Actually, I would not recommend Wolf of Wall Street. I was really hoping because I was still looking yeah. for the one bandwagon I was going to get on for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. And I thought Marty Scorsese, he's the man, right? right. He like saved it to the last thing. The last movie I see this year is going to be the one. Nope. We okay. came really. I actually saw that in a real movie theater. Reeling out of there with, I went with five friends, like Nobody gave that a thumbs up. Oh, okay. Well, it did not do well at the box office, and I heard the original cut was four hours long. I just read that too. Yeah. Like, okay, the the what I saw, the three hour version felt like six hours. <laughs> I can't imagine what the four hour version would have felt like. It's just one. It feels like it keeps starting over, and there's just a lot of cocaine and hookers, and you know, it's that movie. Yeah. But, you know, over the top in that way. If that's what you like, go for it. So, okay. oh, and then there's American Hustle, which I saw. Oh, what'd you think of that? Actually, I enjoyed that a lot. Okay. That is a, that is a very, very, very fun movie. Kind of a complicated plot, so you really have to pay attention. Awesome costumes, awesome hair, awesome performances. Christian Bale, Jennifer Lawrence, everybody in it is fantastic. So that is a fun movie, again, for adults, not a, not a movie for children. So I guess all you people who have children, you just have to stick with Frozen. <laughs> good, luck. good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, wow. Okay. So good job, entertaining Liz. Fantastic job. Well, we got a new PlayStation for Christmas. So, um, which we were down a PlayStation or two since our house got robbed, and uh, which I haven't really mentioned before, but it just got robbed in August, and so we we've. We've only had television since then, and so we replaced it with the PlayStation. So at least I have my Netflix back. That was exciting because I oh, was not good. able to get Netflix on the TV for a while. So uh, I'm all good now. Looking forward to Downton Abbey. Looking <laughs> so, okay, so. When was the premiere of Downton Abbey? It's the fifth, I think. It's okay. the fifth. It's the same night as the Potties as the podcast. <laughs> The podcast awards. Oh, that's right. You're going to be in Vegas. I'm going to Vegas. The podcast awards. I can't believe I'm going to Vegas on Saturday. Yes. <laughs> and then my husband keeps looking at me. When is that again? I was like, Saturday. <laughs> this this Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're going Saturday. We'll celebrate our anniversary. We will have been married uh, 21 years. That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? That, that's yeah. crazy. And then, uh, and that's on Saturday night, and then Sunday night is the podcast award. So I do my panel discussion on Sunday afternoon, and then I'm going to go to those podcast awards and hopefully bring home a, a paper certificate. Because remember, <laughs> at, last, at last writing, there was no sponsor for actual awards, but I'm yeah. I'm hoping that they give us a paper certificate. And I'll make you guys a, I'll scan it. and Yes, um, you can scan it and post it and, <laughs> on the blog. <laughs> no, that'll be great. Hey, good for them. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to, to the whole thing, but I have to keep, you know, there's a lot happening. Got to go to the parade, uh, you know, on the first, and just yeah. a lot of exciting things happening between now and, and Saturday when we leave for right. Las, Las Vegas. <laughs> and as far as the report on the rest of the sisters go for New Year's, Sheila is in New York seeing her daughter Ruthie, right? Because today is Ruthie's birthday. Yes. 
Um, Monica just left uh, Bend, Oregon to go home because she's at work today. It's a Monday as we record this. So she's working this week and she's on call, I think, New Year's Eve, but off New Year's Day. Uh, And Julie is home with her new grandchild, Peter, and she seems to be having a lot of fun taking care of the other two kids. Right. Kids, Alice and Benjamin, Julie's role, she said, I go over there every day when they call me, I leave food, and I take the two older children. So that's, <laughs> that's what Nana is doing over the holidays. She seems to be having an excellent time doing that. That is perfect. That's, I, in fact, I jokingly said, oh, I'm going to send a Harry and David you know, food thing to them over New Year's, the new family. And uh-huh. Julie had already had, she goes, no, I don't think they're going to need food till the end of January, early February. I was like, <laughs> okay, all right, that's when I'll send it then. You know, so I think they have enough people and neighbors dropping off stuff, the Nana and stuff. But that's, she said, about the six to eight week mark. Great. Okay. That's when I'll send it. Good tip. <laughs> Good tip. Uh, okay, so, so you're d- definitely going to the parade, I take it. Are you going to go out and drive the parade route New Year's Eve? I, yeah, know I don't think so. I don't know what we're doing. We have really had a very big social whirlwind with uh, two debutante balls and um, the two, okay, you know, Christ- Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. We're going out tonight to see some college friends. And then you have to get up early to go to the parade. So I think actually we're going to have a very simple New Year's Eve. Uh, at home. That's, I think that's our plan. So, uh, I may roast something Liz. Oh yeah. I got it. I'm getting a call. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you heard the dog barking the entire show and, <laughs> and now I'm getting a call. I hope the podcast award committee is not listening to the show for production value. This is reality radio. Well, okay, not radio. Reality audio. <laughs> yeah, I remember last year I was in Dallas for New Year's Day, and Julie and I sat with Dad and watched the Rose Parade on TV. And uh, it was just one of the things that he could still really appreciate. Like, yeah. as the horses came by, uh, Dad would start to clap. Yeah. And you know how we always loved marching bands? Yes. I think the, the reason we love parades mm-hmm. is because our father dragged us to all kinds mm-hmm. of parades and drum and bugle or competitions. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, that was like one of my last moments with Dad was sitting and watching uh, the Rose Parade on TV. That was a very, very nice moment. Oh, well, that's a good there. memory. That's yeah, a good yeah, memory. It is. Good memory. Okay, all right, Liz, so- have a safe drive home uh, okay. from Oregon. Please drive safely. Enjoy yourself. I know you're going to spend your New Year's Eve in a um, roadside motel, so that sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone wants to spend New Year's Eve in a Holiday Inn Express. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll be with Ferris. And thank you for those of you who posted the nice notes on the, again, on the Facebook group. I said that Ferris was here with us last year at this time. We weren't sure Ferris was going to right. make it. Right. But he is, you know, robust and out on the trails of Bend, Oregon uh, with me. So that has been a pleasure. A so. bright spot in 2013. Yes. Ferris's recovery. Yes. <laughs> the rally of Ferris. All right. Um, 20. 14. Make it count, Liz. Make it count. Make okay. it count, all right? I like it. I'm going to work on the, on the plan for that. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. 